The face of Latina professionals propels women of color to reach their highest potential through education, community, and self-development. Join us as we come together to provide a platform for Latina voices to connect and be heard on the Face of Latina Professionals podcast. How you guys doing? I'm Tony Arce, and this is the Face of Latina Professionals podcast. Today, I'm joined by owner of Hashtag It's Clean Cleaning Services, Alejandra Garcia Morris. Alejandra, thank you for being here. Thank you for inviting me. No, it's a pleasure. And I'm so excited to talk about, you know, everything you've been doing, but also just the 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 message, you know, that, that you share with me that in terms of inspiring others, um, I'm just so you know, honored that you're here. So thank you. Thank you. Now, getting into what it means to for you to be Latina, mm-hmm. how do you identify as Latina? Tell me about your upbringing, your parents. Yes, of course. So I was born and raised in Mexico, and it's close to Arandas, Jalisco. It's a rural place. I was there from... You know, since I was born until I was 12 years old. Oh, no way. Yes. And then I moved to uh, Aranda Salisco, which is close to Guadalajara. Uh-huh. And there I went to middle school for three years. And when I was about to turn 15, I came to the United States. Wow. Oh, so yes. wow. Not till 15 then. Yes. Look at you. I but, always wanted to come. Really? Yeah, it was my dream since I was little. Now, tell, like, so yeah, tell me about that perception of... The United States. Like, what? Where did that come from? Did you had you visited? Did you have family no. up here? No, 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 no. So my dad did come here to work. Of course, he did come undocumented, so he could not bring us with him. Sure, sure. Um, so all the things that I hear from the United States were through the people, my family members. They would come back to visit us in Mexico. They had the chance to live here, and they will come back. And to me, it was just like a different world because they will come and they wore different clothes than us. (laughs) They seemed like they were driving better cars, which they did, but they also seem different to me. So I like culturally different. Yes. So Mm. that was my dream since I can remember to come and live in the United States. Wow. And here you are, dream come true, right? A hundred percent. Part one of that. Yes. Now, as far as the United States and the perception, what was that um, for you when it came to the word Latina? Had you ever heard that when you lived in Mexico? No. So it was a brand new thing coming here. A hundred percent. Growing up in Mexico in a very rural and enclosed place, you could never meet people from another country. You never met anybody. The closest I got to meet people from another place was when we would go to um, Arandas, and the people that would come there that we saw they were like outsiders were from other states in Mexico. Interesting. Yeah. So like people from Chiapas, Oaxaca to us, they were from another state and they were different than us, but that was the... The extent of it. Yes. And it sounds like you came from a very small town too. I did. So even just that on its own is it's like you're here in Chicago. Yes. One of the you know big metropolises of, of the world. And you go from a little town in a different country to now being in, you know, yes. Amer- the United States. And yes. You, what was that? kind of that culture shock like what was it just complete love at first sight when you got here it was just because (laughs) i told you i I always wanted to leave mexico and move here right 
Yes. And tell me about that when you first got here, though. What was the... Your thoughts, like what, what, what like you're, I loved uh, it. Yeah? I was, yeah, I was like I said, I was about to turn fifteen, and to me, this is what I wanted, pretty much, you know, all the time that I was growing up in Mexico. So to me, it was heaven. And where did you guys move to when you moved up here? So we moved to Aurora. Oh, Illinois. right away yes. up here. Yes. Is that where your dad had found work to begin with? Yes. Oh, interesting. So he brought us. He brought me and my younger brother to move in with him. When. I guess your perception being in Mexico and for so long, 15 years, right? That was it in your mind, it's all these Americans, very white or. Yes. So when you got here and you go to Aurora and you see a lot of Mexicans. A lot of Hispanics. Yes. And I was, you know, really glad in one sense because I had to learn English from scratch. Right. I could say hi and hello. We had some classes in um, to learn English in my school back in Mexico. But I mean, I did not get much out of it. And uh, when I came here, and then you see that you not necessarily have to speak right. 100% English. You can get by with your Spanish. You're like, well, jackpot. So it was a good thing. For me, yeah, yes. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to warm into speaking English just because I was really, really embarrassed in the beginning. Right. I can't imagine. And so... You know, for you, what was the American dream then? Coming here, did you have an idea of something that you wanted to do, pursue, have, yes. own? At that age, I wanted to live in a nice house. <laughs> of course. Just like the houses you see in movies. Um, I also wanted to continue my studies. Um, and I also wanted to do... Whatever was that I wanted to do in in Mexico, not everybody has that chance, Mm -hmm. especially if you're not coming from a high class economic status. Mm Yeah. No, I mean, Mexico is obviously it's 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 its own thing. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know what you have in in its beauty and all that. There's obviously corruption like you would anywhere else. And anytime you have that, that you see that separation and going to Mexico, sometimes it's it's really sad from that perspective. But when you came here, were there any of those things that you saw that were like, uh, uh, that's a little disappointing or, you know, I had a different idea of what that was. Yes. (laughs) Like, what was it? (laughs) So nobody ever explained to me that when we came, we did not pursue to get a visa, student visa or anything. Mm. We did cross the border illegally. <laughs> so to my surprise, when I got here and I was going to be 16, I could work now. But then they're like, well, <laughs> we're going to have to go get you <clears throat> documents because you're not legal to work here. Right. So that was a very sh- shocking thing to me, just because in my mind, I was already going to college and to right. find out that I could not even work legally was a very, 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 like a very unpleasant surprise. Oh, I, I mean, yeah, I, I know the the story all too well, right? And, and it's one of those things I feel very grateful for and to see those you know, people who have every intention and, and you know, not being able to, it's disheartening, right? It is. How did you overcome that? How did you get through that and, and, and so be where you're at now? Pretty much when you have no other options, you just get used to it. And then you make the best out of what you have. I did receive a two-year scholarship for college. Wow. Which I did not use because at that time my dad was pushing me to 
pay bills and take care of that before me continuing my studies. Gotcha. So that was something that also held me back just because I understand my parents' mentality, but they didn't understand my mentality. Yeah. Um, so after that, um, I got married. I had the chance to become a resident, but for whatever reason, I did not continue the process. And then um, after leaving that marriage, I found another way to become um, documented, which was through VAWA. Oh, I'm not it's, familiar with that. Okay, so it's a an act that helps women that have gone through any domestic violence. Gotcha. Oh, I'm so, sorry you went through that and found the silver lining. You know what? No. 100, I'm so grateful. Um, I got my son out of that. I got my residency out of that, and which is just recently um, got accomplished, which, you know, I received my residency like a month ago yeah it took a long time but it's worth it like people they know what it feels like to be undocumented and have really not that many hopes the weight is worth it the money is worth it the time is worth it everything's worth it so now to me i feel like i have no excuse to not not succeed here wow i mean what a story first of all you know and thank you because i know one of the things that you had said is sharing your story or sharing about you in general is mm -hmm. not something you like to do. You don't like to talk no, about it. You know you. what? And I feel that the reason why I don't like to share too much is because I don't want to come across as a victim. For sure. And I can see that. You know, uh, I feel like we can all have so many excuses not to succeed in life or say, I'm not going to, you know, this happened to me and just get wrapped up in that mentality that in my mind is like, you know what? I take responsibility and what I played in uh, the situation that I went through so that I know what to do the next time, you know? Sure. Like, what did I do wrong? Okay, I know that. And I don't want to be like, you know, to come across as somebody that's feeling sorry for herself because I don't feel sorry for myself anymore. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm empowered. We're all empowered if you allow yourself to empower yourself, you know? Absolutely. And you say anymore. So... You know, I can imagine that when you're going through whatever you're going through and it's difficult in those times, it's easy to, to have negative self-talk and, and see yourself in a certain way. So, 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 so easy. I feel like the way that I grew up and uh, seeing my parents' marriage, it was to me, it was kind of normal, even though I didn't want to accept it. Just having that treatment from other people, it was familiar from what I've, you know, I've self-analyzed things and I know that that was what was familiar to me even though I would say I would not allow this and that and I ended up allowing a lot of things just because I look back and I say well this is what I was was presented to me since birth absolutely and you so it's a lot harder you know of course and did you, and unfortunately, that seems to be a part of not just the Mexican narrative, right? And you see that in, mm -hmm. you know, and whatever that is, call it machismo, call it cultural, this, that, or the other. But it's, 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 and what I've come to understand it through being Latino and mm -hmm. Latinos, right? But that Latinas really have that as something in common too. It just, it's, it's, it's in the Latino community as a yes. whole. Yes. Mm -hmm. How did you start to, you know, evolve from that mindset of, 
victim or whatever it was that was yeah. holding you back, right? That you're that you've overcome. I feel like after I made the decision to leave that marriage, I thank God I took the opportunity to get therapy. Good for you. And then also God was the biggest biggest um, stepping stone into finding out that life is more about your view of life instead of what people are throwing at you circumstances situations it's not that you should let other people um dictate how your life is going to be how your thoughts should be like you know when i mentioned that my parents had a very turbulent marriage and that's what i was used to it used to well now i can change the narrative i have my own mind i'm not in that home anymore i'm not in that situation anymore and what was it for you that helped you change that mindset? What was it, you know, someone, something, was it just you, something snapped? Like, you know what, what was that moment? Hitting rock bottom. Yeah. Yeah. And just, God, that'll God do it, right? Me, yeah, sometimes, you know, you don't have to wait. I know that you don't have to wait. But for me, it took it took that. Hitting rock bottom when um, I was <clears throat> with my son, um, not alone 100% because there were people that did help me out, but you do feel like you're alone just because you're 100% responsible for yourself, 100% responsible for your son's well-being. And yeah, that's who you have. And I knew that God was on my side and he was going to get us through all that. those times that seem like very, very difficult. But I knew, I just had faith. And I feel like that will never, never, never Mm. that will never change in my I mean that will never have me think the way I used to think just because I know what I went through and I know that if it wasn't for my spirituality or my faith it wouldn't have been possible wow mm-hmm. well first of all I mean wow like just that's a it, it's a crazy story that unfortunately happens far too often, right? And I say crazy because it, it seems crazy to me that anyone would put another human in that situation, yes. right? So on one end, I'm hearing your side of the story. And and unfortunately, too, that hurt people hurt people. So, yes. you know, the hurt always comes down. And like you said, what I love it is that you're changing the narrative. Yes. Just because hurt existed, that's fine. But it doesn't have to continue. A hundred percent. And it's always going to exist. It always, you know? yeah, mm-hmm. of course. Now, for you, what advice, right, do you give other women that find themselves in that situation or maybe even you know listening now that are saying oh my god that's me i'm in my rock bottom and And this faith how do i get that faith what does that what does that look like well the advice i give to anybody that has been through that or is going through that or it can get through that situation is that you have to know that you have to love yourself number one you know, I never, 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 never gave it any thought about it before. Like, I was just like, oh, I just, I need love, so I'm going to find it from whoever. You know, like, that's I, it makes me feel good. Sometimes you don't even think of it consciously. But in my opinion, after all these years that I've been on my own with my son, I've realized that if you're not in touch with yourself, in love with yourself, nothing's ever going to change because you're just going to go by what other people other people's needs are yeah and you're always going to please other people instead of pleasing yourself number one so that's number one um find self help self-growth 
find listen to all the other people that have been through our situation they they're already on the other side i know it feels like there's no way out trust me i stayed in that marriage for so many years just because i did not see an exit i did not like i was like who's gonna nobody's gonna help me first of all but then it's not that who's that you don't have somebody in mind is that god i mean the universe and God is they're they're gonna put the people in front of you. Right. You don't even have the answers, right? Yes, you don't have to have any answers. You don't have to have like your family can be, you know, not there on your side, but you're gonna find other people that are gonna be there for you. And there's so many, so many now that I know of, so many organizations, so many places that you can go to. So yes, do the um do your self re self growth first. Focus on you. I mean that's the biggest 100%. thing. hundred percent. Because a lot of us, we give everything to our kids. We give everything to our uh, significant others, our family. You can't do that. Like, if you really want to be happy, if you really want to be at your best and help them the most, you have to take care of yourself. And um, it's something that we're not really taught growing no up. Taught, no one's no, teaching nobody's me that, like, right? oh. No. Honey, if you don't feel good, you know, just take care of yourself. They're always like, oh, no, you know, I need you to do this. I need you to do that. And it's yeah. always like that. Suck it up. Right? So like, take care like, of yourself and do not forget that there are tons, tons, tons of help. That's so much help. And trust me, it's going to be hard, but it's going to be the best thing you've done in your whole life when you come out of it. And you show yourself first and foremost because you know we don't know what people's thoughts are but you have to show yourself that you can do it and then after that if you can inspire somebody else then you feel like a million bucks that's the best <laughs> and, uh, and you're right no you're right and you can you can see it by your expression that um you know that's the path that you're on is to help others and you know, on that note, let's talk about your business because here you are, having gone through what you went through, and like you said, now you have this this newfound confidence in you, and 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 are using that to start a business, right? Yes. And have started one, and yes. now you're uh, providing cleaning services for what it sounds like to me, and you can I'll let you you know run with it, but starting off with residential, but really focusing on the commercial side of things. Yes. So that's tell me, that's how I started, like you you mentioned in the residential. Um, side of the cleaning. Um, yes, and I love, 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 love to be a service to my clients because I know they have a, a ton of that, so many things to do, and I am so blessed that I have that gift to be a good cleaner, you know, and to me, that is something that I'm very proud of. I know that. Not everybody looks at us as somebody that has skills, that has, you know, passion. But to a lot of us, that is our passion. And to me, I found it so randomly and so funny, but <laughs> I'm glad I found something that I love to do. And I told myself, because I used to work for other companies and um, even in restaurants, and I used to say to myself, I'm like, no, like, I'd rather start from the bottom and do something that I like to do, that I'm passionate about, even if it's something that is not considered something... Glamorous. Uh, yes, or right. something, oh, re so respected. But in my mind, that what matters to me now is what I think, say, and feel. 
Well, you know, and it's just, I mean, I love that you're doing it, and, and I agree with you. You should do those things, but it's that the not respected part. While I don't disagree with you, I agree that, yeah, people have judgments, right? We also have a very skewed value system in this country and you know, all over that yes. sometimes we value the wrong things. You know, yes. we respect things and you go, oh, I respect this person because they have money, but they're, look at how they're getting it, right? Exactly. And then don't respect the hustle of doing something that people need, right? Yes. And providing a value and a service. Especially... It- during COVID, we all found out what was really necessary. <laughs> it was really mean, yeah. meaningful. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So for you, like, what's the goal? What's the vision, um, you know, with the company, with, with your life? My vision is to help as many people as possible with my services, um, along with <laughs> helping to give employment to people. They love to do what I do in just to grow as much as I can so that I can not only help my me and my son um, be independent in any sense of the word, but then also to inspire other people that it doesn't matter, let's say, you know, I came from a very, very, very humble place in Mexico. We were lucky that we could eat just because we had a grocery store that was passed down through our grandparents. But other people did not have that privilege. Right. It was a privilege, yeah. to be honest with you. So I will never, never, never take that for granted, to be honest with you, that I'm here now. And then when I got my residency, it meant the world to me because you know what? I'm blessed to have gone through. Things are not as pleasant but now that I appreciate even like driving and having a driver's license, if I want to, you know, I have my own company now, but if I want to get a job, I don't have to worry about what I used to worry. Like there's some companies that will do background checks. <clears throat> so to me, that is what it just drives me every day. And... I want to inspire women that whatever it is you like to do, you might want to go back to school and become a lawyer. You might want to start a business like me. You might want to just, you know, be, they have a daycare, whatever it is that you like to do, just do it. Trust me, the money will come with it. Like the money will follow. And the most important thing is that you are happy and you don't just hate your job. Cause I know what it is to come home and just be like, oh my God, this is just brutal. It's a drain. Yeah. So what is the point of living if you're not enjoying every moment of your life? And we're not really used to that. We're not used to somebody telling us that life is supposed to be lived the best way possible and enjoying the best way possible. I love that. Well, you're changing the narrative, you know, and if, <laughs> if you're out there listening and, and you feel inspired or, you know, if you know of uh, commercial spaces that need cleaning, also yes. medical, right, as well. Yes. That's, that's a yes. big one. Uh, medical offices. I would encourage you to reach out to Alejandra. You can do so by filling out the form uh, below and she will get that directly in her inbox. But thank you for not only coming in and, you know, sharing your story, but the vulnerability behind it, especially since you're not one to... No, I am not. But you know what? I know it's my time. I know it's my time to share my story. And it's not about me. It's about other people because I'm already getting out of that that mentality that, you know, I used to have. You're ascending. 
Yes. Absolutely. Yes. So it is for all of those. And, you know, we all wish we had somebody and I hope to be that person to somebody. Oh. <laughs> well, listen, again, if you're out there and you want to be that somebody, please reach out to Alejandra. Uh, a lot of love and wisdom coming from her. So thank you again. You're so welcome. Thank you. Thank you.